Hello and welcome to the Proxima Weekly, your source of global news in the energy and infrastructure sector. I'm your host, Maura Murphy, reporting to you from New York. Today is Monday, August 21st. Starting today in Latin America, Brazil has unveiled a new growth acceleration program or PAC, which will have an estimated 1.7 trillion Brazilian reals, roughly equivalent to 340 billion USD in public and private investments. The government expects to rely increasingly on public-private partnerships to drive a new ecological transition plan. The revamped edition of the PAC includes $371 billion from the federal budget, $612 billion from private enterprise, $343 billion from state-owned companies, and a further $362 billion set up to come from other sources. A total of 1.4 trillion reals is expected to be invested by 2026, with the remainder coming afterwards. Among its top goals are a generating employment and income, reducing social and regional inequalities, and boosting economic growth. Investments will be funneled into nine categories, with $610 billion, the largest investment in the new PAC, aimed at sustainable and resilient cities, which includes the construction of new housing units under the Minha Casa, Mina Vida Affordable Housing Program. Funding will also be earmarked for the sustainable modernization of urban mobility, slum upgrading, sanitation and solid waste management, slope stabilization, and flood control. Energy transition and security will receive $540 billion to expand the nation's capacity for electricity and production of oil derivatives and low-carbon fuels. 80% of the increase in the electricity capacity should originate from renewable sources. Investments in highways, railroads, ports, airports, and waterways add up to $349 billion under the Efficient and Sustainable Transportation Priority. Digital Inclusion and Connectivity, a new category, will be allocated $28 billion, aiming to bring high-speed internet to all public schools and healthcare stations. In addition to the expansion of Brazil's 5G network, 4G should also reach highways and remote regions. Investment in health is budgeted at $31 billion with the construction of new facilities, including basic care stations, polyclinics, maternity hospitals, and the purchase of more ambulances. The $45 billion budget for education will be put towards the construction of daycare centers, full-time schools, and the modernization and expansion of federal universities. The social and inclusive infrastructure priority includes access to cultural, sports, and leisure spaces, focusing on the social interactions and the reduction of violence with an investment of $2.4 billion. Investments in water resources, the revitalization of hydrographic basins, and integrated preservation and recovery come under Water for All, with $30 billion in investments. The objective here is to guarantee access to quality water. A further 53 billion reals will be aimed at equipping the country with cutting-edge technology and increasing Brazil's national defense capacity. Moving from Latin America and into Europe, sponsors of the 1 gigawatt Pathfinder Baltica 3 offshore wind farm in Poland, PGE and Orsted respectively, are expected to reach financial close on the DFI-backed funds backing the scheme next year. The deal was originally scheduled to close by the end of 2023, followed by construction in 2024. PGE is working to partially debt finance its commitment with hopes that lenders will account for some 70%, while Orsted will equity finance its half of the costs. 
The project is the first publicly procured commercial scale offshore wind farm in Poland with estimated construction costs coming in at 3.3 billion euro, a figure which is likely to be adjusted closer to FID to account for supply chain issues and inflation. Along with equity and commercial debt contributions, the EIB has approved a 700 million euro loan, which is part of a larger 1.4 billion euro package to be potentially set aside for Baltica 3 and its sister project, Baltica 2. Development rights for both projects were awarded to the duo in the first Polish offshore wind auction after Baltica 2 and 3 were progressed by PGE and bought into by Orsted in 2021. The sponsors decided to move forward with the Baltica 3 ahead of Baltica 2. Baltica 2 was previously scheduled to reach FID and subsequent financial close in 2024, but it is not yet clear if the delay to Baltica 3 has any bearing in this timeline. Projects were awarded CFD contracts with a 319.6 Polish zloty per megawatt hour straight price in April 2021, based on development plans at that time. Advisors to the sponsors were Societe Generale, who's a financial sponsor, and Norton Rose Fulbright for legal to PG&E on debt advisory. Moving from Europe to MENA, Aquapower has been declared the preferred bidder for Phase 1 of the Hassan Independent Water Producer Project in Dubai. The seawater reverse osmosis desalinization project will require an investment of 3.357 billion dirhams, which is equivalent to 914 million USD. The project, scheduled to be completed in 2026, will increase Dubai Electricity and Water Authority's water desalinization capacity from 490 MIGD to 670. Moving from the UAE and into Uganda, AFC has invested $95.25 million in Magthai Infra Uganda to finance the construction of two self-propelled barges for operation on Lake Victoria. Barges will provide more efficient and less carbon-intensive alternative to traditional trucking. The financing will also support enabling infrastructure, including 14 petroleum storage tanks, 20 truckloading bays, a jetty, and a parking lot with a capacity of 50 trucks, thereby transforming petroleum product transportation in Uganda and significantly reducing cost, transportation time, and, tra and carbon emissions. The self-propelled barges are designed in accordance with international environmental and safety standards to prevent fuel leakage. They will decrease greenhouse gas emissions by over 95% annually. Annually, AFC's investment will eliminate approximately 100,000 truck journeys on East Africa's busiest transport route from Kuzmu to Kampala. Moving from Uganda and into Algeria, Algeria is planning to invest 7 to 10 billion into the Gara Jibilet iron ore mine in the western Tinduf province to boost annual production to 40 million tons by 2040. The project was commissioned in mid-2022 with planned initial production of between 2 to 3 million tons per year. The Energy and Mines Ministry has set a target to produce 12 million tons of iron per year from the mine in 2025 and over 40 million tons per year in 2040. Last April, it was revealed that Algerian officials were planning to build a 1,000-kilometer rail line to link the mine with the Bechar province in northwest Algeria in order to achieve the targeted output. Our last region for today is Asia Pacific, and all of our stories are coming to us from Australia. 
Australian Pacific Coal, or AQC, has received a non-binding letter of intent from a top global commodities trading firm for 75 million Australian in debt funding. The funding will be used to enable the restart of Dartbrook Underground Coal Mine, which requires a total of about 120 million Australian for CapEx and working capital to enable mining operations to recommence. To date, AQC has provided approximately 20 million Australian dollars of the 120 million dollars via loans to the Dartbrook JV. A further 75 million is required to fund equipment purchases and refurbishment activities and initial working capital requirements are estimated at 20 to 25 million. The mine has not produced coal since 2007 when it was put under care and maintenance by previous owner Anglo-American and AQC has a license to operate the, the mine at least until 2027 and states that it will resume operations of the project by the end of 2023 with first coal sales and shipments set for Q1 of 2024. Up next, the Australian Renewable Energy Agency, also known as the ARENA, has granted 20.9 million Australian to Hisada to demonstrate its hydrogen electrolyzer technology at scale. Hisada will develop and test a 5 megawatt unit at their new manufacturing facility in Port Kembla. The electrolyzer array will then be installed in situ for further testing and validation before its relocation to Queensland. Queensland state owner power company Stanwell Corporation is backing the project with 3 million Australian, as well as providing the site and facilities for the field deployment of the electrolyzer. Spun out of Australian Renewable Energy Agency's funded research at the University of Wollongong, Hisada was established to commercialize this pioneering electrolysis technology. Its proprietary capillary-fed electrolyzer cell eliminates almost all resistance in the electrolysis process. The technology has been proven to produce hydrogen with 95% efficiency ahead of incumbent technologies that operate with efficiencies close to 75%. Arena has previously awarded Hisada um, 8.98 million Australian under the German-Australian Highgate program, with an additional contribution from the German government's Federal Ministry of Education and Research of 5.9 million euro. Initial development of the system is currently underway, with the field pilot at Stanwell due to commence in 2025. And lastly for today, the Australian government has opened a consultation on a fourth wind energy development zone proposed for off of the shore of New South Wales, Illawarra region. The 1400 square kilometre zone extends off the coast of Wambara, a northern suburb of Wollongong, south to the waters of Garingong, and would be located 10 to 30 kilometres out to sea. The zone could host up to 4.2 gigawatts of offshore wind capacity to help transition the region, which hosts Australia's largest crude steel production plant at Port Kembla from coal to renewables. And that's all for this week. If you'd like to hear any more about any of these stories or our upcoming events, please do check us out at proximoinfo.com. Until next week.